Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind-the-scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Before we jump into today's show, I want to thank our sponsor, the Food Brands That Sell program. Food Brands That Sell is a six-week deep dive into the CPG industry and teaches you how to win within that industry by creating a brand that you, retailers, and consumers love. Here's what a recent alumni had to say about the program. I am so grateful that I chose to do Food Brands That Sell. I learned so much about myself, my journey, and my company. These six weeks changed how I'm doing my business, and I can see the difference already. I no longer feel alone. If you aren't already on the waitlist, hop on over to foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com or grab the link below to make sure that you are first to know when the program is accepting new students. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, food friends. I am so excited to be doing today's episode with you because I am going to be breaking down one of the biggest myths out there when it comes to what it takes to have a successful packaged food or beverage company. Some of you, I'm going to warn you, you might not be ready for what I'm going to share with you. You might listen and you say, ah, this doesn't apply to me. If you catch yourself saying that, I want to encourage you to keep listening because I have looked at, seen, and sold hundreds of products before, and this applies to everyone in the packaged food and beverage industry. What I'm going to share with you when it comes to this myth around what it takes to have a successful packaged food or beverage business, if you're struggling right now, understanding this is going to help you change the trajectory of your business. I promise you that this myth that I'm going to demystify today is one of the biggest pieces keeping you stuck in your business right now. So why am I sharing this with you right now? Honestly, I've been speaking to a lot of packaged food and beverage businesses right now, more than regular. So what I am seeing is that there are more and more people coming into the packaged food and beverage industry right now. We know there there is this great resignation happening. We know that people are leaving their corporate jobs and they are wanting to go and start a business. And lots of people out there want to start a packaged food and beverage business. If you're in the packaged food and beverage business already right now, you know it is an incredible industry to be in. But I can also tell you, and you know this, that it's not an easy one to be in. There are real hard costs with it, and there's a lot of competition in it. And that competition is increasing more and more right now. I am seeing so many more people want to start a packaged food and beverage business right now. And a lot of the players coming in 
are really ready to do this at a very sophisticated level, and they are ready to invest in their business to do it the right way. I'm seeing a lot of people come from you know, very successful corporate jobs wanting to leave that now and start a packaged food and beverage business. So what does that mean? That means they're coming with some sort of additional experience that's really helpful for them a lot of times, and they're coming with some money behind it. Now, I'm not saying that you need to have piles and piles of money to make your food business a success, but it does take money. I will tell you that. And if you've been in this, you know this, but these people are coming regardless of what that money situation is. They're coming and they are willing to invest in their business to do things the right way, to do things faster, to fast track their success because they want to get to that success point faster with less hiccups, with less lost money. They want to get to success faster, easier, and have a lot more fun while they're at it. So if you have been bootstrapping this entire time, that's fine. There's lots of businesses that do really well bootstrapping, but I'm just telling you it's getting more competitive out there right now. So why am I doing this right now? Because it is getting more competitive. Because let me tell you, some of these brands coming up that are saying, Ainsley, I'm ready to go all in in my business. I want to take this to the next level. Tell me what I need to do. I'm ready to invest. I'm ready to do all the things. Let's go. Some of them have a good product, but I know that there are some bootstrapped companies out there that have a better product. And the truth of the matter is that sometimes the product that isn't as good makes it because they're doing the right things. They're doing the right things. They're ready to go all in sooner. They're ready to go all in at a faster pace. And so they're able to secure that shelf space sooner. They're able to get that customer to buy that product for the first time sooner. And so if you have a great product, you are doing a disservice not only to yourself by staying small, whether intentionally or not staying small, but you are doing a disservice to yourself to retailers, and to the end shopper. So if you guys know me, you know that I'm all around having as many fantastic, great products out there as possible. I want to see great products that do good for people succeed in this world. And I want to be able to help as many food founders as possible bring their dream business to life. Whether that means getting your very first listing, your 10th listing, your 100th listing, getting on store shelves at Whole Foods, having that TV spot, whatever it may be. Seeing food founders succeed with bringing their great products to life is what I'm all about, is what I do every day and was what I am here to do. So right now, more than ever, I'm seeing, okay, products really want to go out and rock it in the packaged food industry. And I'm still seeing some fantastic products who aren't going all in yet. They're still not 100% confident in what they have. They're still not sure on what to do. And oftentimes they're focusing in on the wrong things and that's holding them back from that ultimate success. And as we move into 2022, that's going to become increasingly more difficult for them to grow their business because other companies are coming in, they're coming in hot, they're coming in all in. And so today I want to break down the number one myth around what it takes to have a successful company in the packaged food and beverage industry, because this is one of the 
number one things that I continuously talk with food founders about. So what is this myth? Now, again, remember, if you are going to think to yourself, this doesn't apply to me, hold on to your horses. I will explain to you why it does apply to you because it applies to everyone. So what is this myth? The biggest myth around what it takes to have a successful packaged food or beverage business. The biggest myth is that what your product tastes like is what's going to get you into stores and into people's homes. Now, before you start thinking that I'm telling you to go out and sell a product that's inferior, to sell a product that doesn't taste good, to sell a product that doesn't live to your integrity, stop right there because that is 100% not what I'm saying. You absolutely need to have a great product. It needs to taste good and it needs to deliver on the promise that you are making that's important to your consumer. But that taste is not what gets you on store shelves. And it is not what gets people to pick you up for the first time. Where your taste becomes so, so important is those repeat purchases. And those repeat purchases are going to be the lifeblood of your business in a lot of ways. It's expensive to get that person to buy you for the very first time. If you can get people to just buy you more and more, that becomes a lot easier for your business to grow that way versus having to get continuous new customers over and over and over again because your product doesn't taste good or it doesn't deliver on the promise. But no one gets to taste how delicious your product is unless you can get it on store shelves so people can find you and unless people want to pick you up because they see why your product is for them. So again, I'm not saying not to have a great tasting product. Absolutely, you need to have a great tasting product. This is the food industry. It is assumed that you have a great product. And that's one of the reasons why it is not as important as you may think. Because if you're going to go and sell to Mr. and Mrs. Retailer, they're going to assume that you have a great tasting product. They want to know, so what? What's behind this product? Well, let me tell you a little story about a company that, that I had met with uh, and how this came to life here. So a food brand came to me. They had a fantastic tasting beverage. I absolutely loved what this product tasted like. It was great, had tons of great health benefits. It tasted fantastic and it was incredible. I wanted to see it on more store shelves so that I could more easily buy it. Now this product, this founder came to me and they were all around their product, how great their product tasted, what the process was like, all the ingredients, how they did everything. This is what they were focused on. When I told them to tell me about their business, they just went on and on and on and on about the product taste, the process, and the ingredients. That's it. These are all important things. Absolutely. But we need to know the other things in the business as well. So when I asked her how this product was doing, getting into stores, how easily was she able to sell it? She told me that she was struggling and she really didn't understand why. She told me, Ainsley, I have a great tasting product. People love it once they buy it. Oh my gosh, they're obsessed. They come back over and over again. It's incredible. But getting stores to say yes and getting people to buy it from those stores, unless I'm there doing sampling, it's so hard. So I asked her a few questions to understand what was really going on here. So these are the questions that I asked her. I asked her why a retailer should take this product. Did people want this product? And I asked her what's important to her audience. Based on her answers to these questions, I knew exactly why she was having such a hard time getting this product in store shelves and why the few stores that did say yes, 
She was having such a hard time selling the product there unless she was there sampling it, giving it out to people. Now that's great, but that's not sustainable. If you're going to be all over, you need your product to be able to sell even when you're not there. Here's why I could understand why her product was having such a hard time. So I asked her again, these three questions, why a retailer should take this? Did people really want this? And what's important to her audience? Because people need to see exactly how a product adds to their life. This applies to the retailer and this applies to the consumer. Because let's be honest, both the retailer and the consumer have been getting on just fine without your product in their life. Retailers are making lots of money with the products that they already have on store shelf. And consumers are going about not even realizing that they need your product in their life. So unless we can convince people and show them why your product is needed in their life, they're not going to know why they need it. And that is why stores are not going to take it. And this is why consumers are not going to pick it up. But when you can show a store why they need your product, saying yes becomes really easy. And when you can show shoppers why they need your product and how it's going to benefit their life, they're going to pick it up so, so much easier. So win, win, win all the way. Consumers get a product that makes their life better. Retailers make more money and you grow your business. Win, win, win. But if you're only focusing on your great tasting product, no one wins. Your business isn't growing the way you want it to. Retailers are not making that additional revenue that they could be making from your product. And consumers are either doing one of two things. Number one, having this void in their life that may or may not be a major one, but they have this void in their life that your product could fill. Or number two, they're filling that void with an inferior product. So remember how I told you earlier that I'm speaking to a lot more food producers right now who are ready to go all in. And some of them don't have as great of a product as some of the smaller bootstrap businesses that I know are out there. Consumers are going to pick up those products, the inferior products, whether it be inferior in taste, inferior in product features or benefits, but they're not picking up the best product that they can to truly solve their need. But that is all because these other companies have figured out how to get into their hands and how to get into store shelves. When you can show both a retailer and a consumer why they need your product and how life is going to be better with your product, getting yes becomes so much easier. So knowing this, understanding this is what is going to help your business get ahead. Your taste, your great tasting product, that helps you after you've gotten on store shelves and after you've got the shopper to pick up your product for the very first time. But if you lead with taste, like honestly, most food producers do until they really figure out how this industry really works and how to really connect with consumers and connect with retailers, then these food businesses struggle because they think that taste is the most important thing. And this is the biggest myth. Taste alone is not what makes a successful packaged food or beverage business. Leading with taste and leading with claims is not what's going to grow your packaged food or beverage business. Now, let me tell you, I have seen this firsthand and experienced this time and time again. I have sold into hundreds of stores without ever having a product sample for that buyer to sample. I have been able to go into those sales presentations and convince the retail buyer that I know that consumers need this product that I have 
why consumers are going to pick it up, how they're going to win from it, how consumers are going to win from it. And at the end of the day, they say, wow, that's fantastic. I know it tastes delicious because I've already built that trust with them. I've already shown them everything that the product is about. And it's the food industry. They know that someone isn't going to launch with a product that doesn't taste good. So I have been able to, time and time again, go in and sell products without ever having a product sample in hand. Does a product sample help? Absolutely. But it is not the most important thing. Absolutely not. If anything, actually, if you're going to go and sell your product, you don't even need to have it. It's the first thing. Oh, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Retailer. Here, taste my product. Now let's talk about it. No, sell them on it. And then you get them to taste it at the end of the presentation. Your taste is not the most important thing at all. And I see brands do this all the time. This isn't just me who's gone in to do this. I'm not some master wizard seller who's the only person who has been able to do this. There are countless brands who go in and get sold into stores without ever having the buyer taste the product. So if they can do it, so can you. If I can do it, so can you. We just need to be speaking the right language for the buyer to understand that. And you need to be really understanding what your consumer wants, building a brand around that and going to sell that. And that's what's going to get the consumer to pick you up. And if you can convince the retail buyer that consumers are going to pick this up, you bet that they're going to say yes to you. Because consumers picking it up means more sales in their pocket. Guys, let me tell you, this is not as hard as you think it might be. There is a specific formula that I've been using for years to get wholesalers to say yes to listing products and to get consumers to say yes to buying that on-store shelf. I can help you with those pieces. I can't do the product piece. That's on you. But I can sure as heck make sure that you have a product that people want to buy and that retailers want to list. You need to make sure that it tastes great, though. I can't help you there. I'm a great product sampler, but me in the kitchen making packaged food products, that's not for me. So if you want to learn how this framework works, what this step-by-step process is, what this formula is to get wholesalers to say yes and to get consumers to say yes so that you can get your great tasting product on more shelves in more people's homes and you can grow your packaged food and beverage business. I want to invite you to join me to my upcoming Food Brands That Sell Bootcamp that I'm hosting. This is going to be a live workshop that is going to be happening December 6th to December 9th. In this live workshop, I am going to show you how to get wholesalers to say yes to your product and how you can get consumers to say yes to picking it up. I promise you this is not as difficult as you've been making it and as difficult as you think that it is. So inside this workshop, I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. So it is $7 to join. And those $7, I can guarantee you, is going to make you thousands of dollars in 2022 because what I'm going to share with you is absolutely going to get you on store shelves. So for the price of a grande pumpkin spice latte, you are going to get the insights to be able to get you on store shelves and make sure that people are picking you up off of those store shelves so that in 2022, you can be growing your packaged food business. So whether you are just starting out, you have a great idea for a product, or if you've been in market for years and you're ready to finally make 2022 the year that your business takes off, gets on those store shelves that you've been dreaming of, gets into more people's homes, 
then I want you to join me in this workshop. Again, it's $7 and it is going to be jam-packed full of insights to help you inside your business. So I want to make this more useful than anything else that you've done all of 2021. I know that is such a bold claim to make, but I absolutely stand by it. This is going to help you so much in your business. And it's going to give you that clarity that you need to grow your business. So come and join me December 6th to December 9th in this live workshop. Go and register at ainsleymoyer.com slash BBB. So ainsleymoyer.com slash BBB is where All the info is to join this live workshop where I'm going to show you exactly how you can build a food brand that gets on store shelves and flies right off of it. And this is becoming more and more important as we move into 2022, as we see more and more competitors come into the landscape. And as we see this food industry change at a faster rate than ever before. I don't need to tell you that the food industry is changing and that it's changing rapidly. And there are going to be some brands that absolutely thrive throughout this. And there are going to be some brands that struggle. I want to make sure that your brand, if you have a great product, is going to be one of the ones that thrive. So that's it for today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you over in the live workshop, there'll be a link in the show notes so you can go and register. I can't wait to help you in there and tune in to the next episode. We'll have another great story from another fantastic food founder getting their product into more people's homes all across the country. That's it for now, food friends. Take care and I'll see you inside the workshop. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrands.sell.com. Catch you next time, food friend.